Welcome to Great Stories in American History with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is about the assassination of President William McKinley. On September 5, 1901, President McKinley stood at the Pan American Exposition in Buffalo, New York, greeting well-wishers when a young man named Leon Cholgosh approached him. Wielding a pistol that he concealed under a handkerchief, he fired twice. The first bullet nicked the president's shoulder, but the second one penetrated his stomach, colon, and kidneys. Cholgosh was a disgruntled anarchist, part of a popular movement well-known in Europe that had its own vision for the new century. They devoted themselves to doing away with government and what they believed were elitist leaders in order to establish a new, more equitable order of society. In Europe, anarchists had assassinated Empress Elizabeth of Austria in 1898 and King Humbert of Italy in 1900 and had made an attempt on the life of the Prince of Wales that same year. In the midst of the crisis in Buffalo, President McKinley kept his composure, urging his protectors not to hurt his assailant, and reciting the Lord's Prayer as he underwent anesthesia for emergency surgery. At first it seemed that he would fully recover, and the tense nation breathed a little easier as its people waited and prayed, but several days later McKinley's health began to fail as gangrene swept through his body. He was to become the first American leader to be assassinated in the 20th century. While the president lay on his deathbed, his wife came to him, and he spoke tenderly, reassuringly to her about their mutual love for God. God's will, not ours, be done, he whispered. For his sake, for his sake, she whispered back to him, taking his hands and smiling at him through her tears. Then the president spoke his last words, Goodbye, all, goodbye. It is God's way. His will be done. Nearer, my God, to thee. Nearer to thee. At the Metropolitan Methodist Church in Washington, D.C., the Rev. W. H. Chapman gave a sermon at a special service for the president, in which he spoke of William McKinley's strong and abiding faith. Chapman also admonished his congregation to live as faithfully to the Lord as McKinley had in the way that people had spoken for decades about him. May we all imitate his example, emulate his virtues, and at the last be counted worthy of a place with him in the kingdom of heaven. In a eulogy on September 19th, the Honorable John W. Griggs also spoke about McKinley's deep spiritual character and his belief that the President's soul was at rest. He said, But if President McKinley was noble in his life, in his death he was sublime. He taught us how to live, and oh, too high the price of knowledge, taught us how to die. Shall we not rather see in him a manifestation of the greatness and the purity to which the divine spirit that is in man may attain when restrained and guided by the divine standards? Shall we not hope, nay believe, that in a wider sphere, 
In a fairer land his spirit still lives and labors and loves. When darkness of death was settling over him, he murmured words of rest and home. I think that when the light of the eternal morning greeted his soul's eyes, he knew that he had found them, rest and home. Most Americans were convinced that McKinley had gone to heaven, but they still had profound grief and sorrow over his tragic passing. Echoing the feelings of so many, Theodore Roosevelt told his close friend, Henry Cabot Lodge, how hard it was to believe that such a terrible thing could have happened in that progressive day and age. He said, You and I have lived too long and have seen human nature from too many different sides to be astounded at ordinary folly or ordinary wickedness. But it did not seem possible that at just this time, in just this country, and in the case of this particular president, any human being could be so infamous a scoundrel, so crazy a fool, as to attempt to assassinate him. And yet it had happened. The murder of William McKinley by an avowed anarchist was truly the opening shot of the 20th century. For Great Stories in American History, I'm Rebecca Price Janney.